Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Podge Hodge Show number five. Uh, this is one of your hosts, Judge Ruled. And with me, as always, I have my good friend, the bird, the crow. <laughs> the bird, the crow. <laughs> yeah. I thought you'd appreciate that a little bit more. Uh, I really don't, though. <laughs> well, that's why I said it. Because <laughs> I didn't want you to appreciate it. Appreciate that, asshole. Thank you. So we got a good show, as always. Uh, we put a lot of thought and time into this. <laughs> so. <laughs> Why are you lying to the good people? I mean, we only have, like, what, two listeners right now? We, 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 can't, be, we can't be lying to them, like, from the get-go. Yeah, and one of those is my mother. I can't lie to my mother. <laughs> oh. Sorry, Sonya. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, so, anyway, how you been? How's it, how's it going up there? And, you know, in the north. Oh, man. It's, uh, so right now it's March 21st and it is snowing like crazy. Like, I've got like a, it's like a foot of snow outside right now, at least. So I've been inside all day and I will probably be inside all day tomorrow, too, if I'm lucky. Beautiful. So it's like a winter wonderland up there. It really is. And if I'm not mistaken, it's like springtime now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, did, did did the groundhog see a shadow? I, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't listening to what happened there. I don't remember what Punxsutawney Phil saw, but <laughs> I, I thank you for giving Ooh. me an excuse to say Punxsutawney Phil. <laughs> I, I didn't know he had a name. I love that little bugger. I do you? Yeah, I do. It's a freaking about him like one time a year. It's a freaking groundhog, man. Like those are like nature's little awesome dudes right there uh those are nature's like modest rats i'm a little hurt right now no you're not i'm not hurt at all but but hey anyway anyway it's snowy up here how is it down down yonder it's uh it was sunny and it was like in the 60s and 70s fuck you thank you uh nice temperate climate for me to you know work in all day it was pretty great living it up on Uh, this spring break that i'm having right now and again fuck you (laughs) i had to get a twofer in there i just felt Uh like i had to slap you a couple times so yeah that's that's pretty much what i've been doing nothing too major we've both been having fun playing games together a lot this week so that is that is true we uh we jumped on what what was the sale was it the great indoor sale or was was it something else uh i know that sony is having a great indoor sale but i'm not sure if i bought anything on it did you no I'm, so we ended up buying a diablo 3 and i was trying to remember Uh-oh. what the sale was for that yeah how could i forget that i didn't really forget it that was last week wasn't it yeah i think friday or saturday of i think it was friday of last week i'm not meaning for this to be a pun but we've been playing the hell out of that <laughs> you, you were definitely meaning for that to be a pun to be a pun well i do take pride in my i was gonna say dad jokes but i really don't yeah you've got it. dad jokes for days uh, yeah um and i'm not even a dad so that's great as Good far for, as you know uh terrible foreshadowing uh, so uh, yeah we've we've been playing diablo 3 a lot and i i don't think i've actually asked you what your thoughts on it are but i know that we've been having fun with it Oh, it's it's definitely some some good mindless fun. I have absolutely no idea what's going on in the story because uh, we keep we keep just kind of bum rushing that shit. It's not about just the to, story. Yeah, despite having a uh, a stellar storyline, I'm just I just want to kill things and get loot. Yep. So you're a perfect Diablo player. Yep, and it's kind of it's kind of a trip to me to think that it's the same. It's from Blizzard, who also makes Overwatch. Like these are two very different games to me, yeah. but I can kind of see some similarities just because I've played both of them, but not really. I don't. I don't know. Shows their versatility. It's pretty great. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I'm, I'm still in the very 
Am I, am I in the second act? You're, yeah, I think I'm, I'm in the second act. We're now. about at the same spot. I'm just like 20 levels higher than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've, you've, you've done a little more grinding than I have so far. Well, you reset the difficulty, and whenever you reset the difficulty, it makes it so that apparently it like starts you back at whatever the spot in the story you were in. You started the difficulty back on hard, which I was playing on normal, and then I jumped into your lobby... And started playing where you were at in the story, which was back in Act One. Yeah, my so, bad. <laughs> oh, I don't care. Like I said, this, you don't play the game for the story. You're just loot grinding. So, yeah, it would still be nice if I knew what the fuck was going on. Ah, uh, you'll have about six more playthroughs to learn about it. Something about something about a star falling and the the end of days and Diablo resurrecting or something. I don't, I don't know. Your typical fair. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we've been doing that. Um, I finally, I finally platinumed, uh, God, I can never get the name because it's so friggin' convoluted. Is it J-Star's like, Ultimate? Is that what it is? Uh, no, it's, I'm, I'm checking right now, it's like J-Star's versus Plus or something. Sorry, J-Star's Victory versus Plus. Not even close. Yeah, I know. Um, so yeah, I finally platted that, which, uh. I'm not gonna lie, I wouldn't recommend it. Why is that? <laughs> you know, it's it, it was cool to play as like some some anime characters that you would like otherwise never get to play as in North America. But the story was god awful. I didn't really the, anticipate it having a good story. You know, I, I didn't anticipate it, but I also didn't anticipate just how badly how bad it was. It it was it was just it was terrible. Oh man, that's a bummer. Because I really did want to get around to playing that. I mean, the fighting was fun enough, but you know, if you're me trying to grind for the platinum, oh god, that was a colossal waste of my time. Like it was, I was literally like just spamming Goku's Kamehameha for like all my fights after I started getting into the grind mode. Like that's how that's how easy slash boring it was. I wasn't even paying the least bit of attention after I completed the story the first time because everybody had the same exact fucking story. Uh. So, yeah. Well, good. Uh, good stuff there. What a bummer. I mean, good on you for getting the platinum, but you know. Yeah, I'm gonna be the guy that has like all the shitty platinums. That's okay. There needs to be one what's his face uh like raw dog or some some shit like that he's got like how many platinums uh i don't know think the the guy with uh like the really the really heavy bags under his eyes i think i'm missing out on who you're talking about honestly all right i'll have to send you like a picture later oh well he's uh he's got an absurd amount of trophies though great well yeah the other thing that we've been doing this week is you know Yesterday, uh, on March 20th, Brigitte was patched into Overwatch, and we she was we got to play around with her a little bit, and what do you think about her? Um, I mean, so far I'm honestly not, like, super impressed, but I think that'll come with time. Uh, she She's definitely more versatile than a lot of the support characters, um... I mean, obviously, Moira is currently my favorite support, and I imagine she's also your favorite support character yeah, at the moment. she is. But Brigida having the abilities of, like, Torbjorn, Reinhardt, and Lucio is really intriguing to me. And, her, like, her attack pattern, uh, the fact that she attacks, like, from the side rather than, like, in a straight line, mm -hmm. uh, that kind of added, like, a new strategic element that I hadn't really considered before, to be honest. Yeah, I'm really digging her flail. I think that it's fun to use. I, really, I mean, all of her moveset, I think that she's got a real, she's got a really good versatility about her. Uh, I think that Blizzard's doing a pretty good job at developing support heroes that the general public think is actually fun to play. I know that there's been complaints about support being an underfilled area of a team just because people think it's a boring role to play. But mm. I think that just like you, you kind of touched on it, Moira and Moira and Brigida, I think are both really fun support heroes to play. So I don't have much experience with her. We played around with her quite a bit last night. 
and uh, we got some really we got some really funny no limits games out of it that we'll probably we should probably post those clips or get those clips from Cat. But uh, I don't I don't think I saved any of those clips to be honest. Oh, uh, that's a shame. A shame because some of the yeah some of those like they were entire teams were stacking Brigida and like all it took was like a Junkrat and a Moira to wreck them. <sighs> yeah, it was it was fun. She's a good hero. I think she's going to be, she's definitely introducing a lot of changes into the game. Uh, maybe enough to change the meta. We'll see. It'll be fun. But we'll we'll keep everyone updated on that. Do you think she'll, so like Moira and I think Mercy are like kind of the strongest healers right now. How do you think she's going to compare in terms of that, like in terms of healing compared to the existing support characters? I still think that Moira has better she's better just because she has she her escapability is higher she has more of an ability higher movement she can jet out yeah, of her her mobility is really amazing that's what i love about her is that she can pop in picket people a little bit and then if she's in a tight pinch she can fade out a pretty significant distance and that's on such a small cooldown it's only on a 7 second cooldown so that's pretty much nothing so I think that Moira, I personally think that Moira is the best healer or like the best support hero right now. She's just the most well-rounded to me. Mercy is still fun to play, but we all know that Blizzard has, you know, just been putting the hammer down on her <laughs> lately. I don't even want to get into that. And I know that if Kat was on here, she would also have a pretty significant rant about that. But yeah, no, I think Moira is the best. Brigida, she's fun, but... I just don't see her. I don't see her really replacing Moira. I think people once the hype behind her dies down, I think people are just gonna kind of go back to like the the Moira, Mercy, probably setup. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like to me, she's interesting because she kind of has like she has that she has one of the higher um, you know versatility among among the healers or among the support characters. But at the same time, it's like I, I could see a lot of people playing her and not using her like as an actual support character. No, no. Like oh, I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be a defense character that also has the ability to heal and toss out armor or you know something like that. Yeah, she has a, a certain fluidity about her. I think that you just touched on that may make her difficult to just really pinhole as a support. But we'll have to let time see where like where she falls with in the competitive scene and all that i'm interested to see what happens but time will tell indeed and we uh we probably spent too much time gushing about that's all right gushing about brigitte and moira but it's time for rant or raid yeah and this is pretty much your section this week you've got two really solid ones yeah um and I guess the first one is kind of a general, like, kind of falls under what what we've been up to lately, because um, I think you were the one that told me about this. eBay recently had a sale. Um, <laughs> was that was that last week or the week before that? It was last week, and I meant to tell you this too, but they had the same promotion going on yesterday. Well, well, I mean, you know, for all the good it would have fucking done. Yeah, that'll be you'll you'll explain that. <laughs> yeah, so you know. I'm I'm pretty much at this point solely into Sony consoles like the the PlayStation Four, but you know in the past I was like really heavy into the Nintendo uh, DS and Nintendo 3DS, um, so I was a, I was a huge huge Nintendo fan for for the longest time, and with the announcements of the World Ends with You uh, remake and uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five coming to the Switch. Um, I, I've been looking for an opportunity to jump on that because I know I'm going to get it at some point, just don't know when. And eBay had a sale. Um, God, what was it? Well, like once you factored in the coupon, how how much was it? Like two hundred and thirty dollars ish. It was like yeah, it was around two hundred and thirty six dollars, I believe. Yeah, so you know that's probably about as cheap as it's going to get, like without being like a bundle deal or whatever. And you know the bundle deal is obviously going to yeah, cost more yeah. because and, it's gonna have extra shit in it. And even the refurbished consoles are like two hundred and eighty, so Yeah, so I was gonna jump on a brand new switch on eBay. You know, I uh Judge told me about the deal early enough that I was like, Alright, I'm gonna be able to get this. 
and I, I put in all my information and I, I had it in the, in the, in the cart, good to go. And those motherfuckers wouldn't accept my card. <laughs> you were so they angry. would not. I was, I was, I was livid. You I were. fucking, I used my debit card. I used my credit card. I don't have a PayPal account. They would not accept anything that wasn't PayPal, apparently. And I don't know if this is just a me problem. I don't know if other people that use eBay have this problem. I should I should also say I, I use a Visa for both my credit card and my debit card. Um, so maybe it's just a Visa problem. I don't know what the issue was, but they said that they accept Visa. So I was kind of pissed that, um, you know, almost a $100 discount, you know, fucking hoed on that. Yeah. I saw several people complaining about Visa cards not working for eBay, and I mean, I can personally say that I don't have a PayPal account either. I use a Discover card. Um, I've bought several things off of eBay and had no problem, so I have no idea what the deal with that was. I don't know, but it's bullshit eBay. Fuck you. You need to change your policies. (laughs) That's a solid first rant. (laughs) It is. Second rant, um... This is this is more me ranting as a trophy whore and less me ranting because it's personally affected me. Um, Final Fantasy IX, can uh, they they released it um, as a port on the PlayStation Four about what was it like five six months ago? Yeah, roundabout so, something like that. Um, and everybody was really hyped over it, and then the trophy list was revealed, and a lot of people were like super intimidated because there's several really difficult trophies on there. But the one that, like, absolutely disgusts me, like, just outright disgusts me, is the Hail to the King trophy. So, it's no secret that, like, probably my proudest achievement in any PlayStation game is finishing the fucking Chocobo race on Final Fantasy X. With a time of zero seconds. That's ridiculous. That shit. I have played Final Fantasy X... I, I've I've gone through four playthroughs now, and this is the first time that I've ever fucking completed that without like just rage quitting. Um, and just to put that into perspective, like each playthrough has had like well over a hundred hours, so we'll just we'll just say ra- probably rounding down five hundred hours Final Fantasy X. Only one time that I've completed that fucking Chocobo race. We have here with Final Fantasy Nine a trophy. That looks to be far more difficult and far more infuriating. Hail to the king, you got a jump rope <laughs> a thousand times. One thousand times fucking jump roping. So to put that in perspective, a lot of people bitch about Final Fantasy X's uh, lightning lightning uh, dodging trophy or whatever the hell it's called. Um, where you got to dodge lightning bolts 200 times. This in is a thousand times jump roping. This is literally pressing X according to the rhythm of the jump rope. Like and they change up the rhythm. Like it's not it's not just consistently pressing X like so many times. It's you press X in a in a rhythm like dump but dump but dump and then like after a while, like after you do it like fifty times or a hundred times, they'll go da 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 you know, they just keep on changing it up. I couldn't even get to like fucking twenty five, I don't think. <laughs> and you know, granted, I've only tried it for like 15, 20 minutes or something like that, but, you know, you literally have to spend like fucking hours. Like, you gotta be able to do this shit with your eyes closed because you can't watch it. You gotta like listen for it. And, you know, once the rhythm changes up, that's gonna fuck you over. So, you know, uh, kudos to anybody that actually gets that trophy because they have another trophy that's it's called Skip to My Lou, which is the same thing, but just a hundred times. And even that's probably beyond you know, beyond my reach. Cause that's just, it's just, it's just absurd to me. Like, like why you got to get in some sort of like mad trance to be able to do that. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta fucking find enlightenment. You gotta achieve Nirvana while you're in the middle of doing that. Otherwise you're just, you're, you're fucked. Yeah. I think that's outside of our skill sets. So, <sighs> well, you know, I haven't made a solid effort yet cause I haven't actually played final fantasy nine like I should have, which that's something cat would also be pretty, annoyed about Mm -hmm. but you know it's the day's coming and when it does i'm sure i'll be able to bitch about this in a lot more with a lot more passion i'm sure 
like a fine wine, it will ferment into a beautiful yeah, rant. I I like to think about my passion as fermenting. Well, I'd say those were two solid solid rants for the week. I don't have any. Maybe I will next week. Who knows? We'll see. If you're playing games with me, I'll make sure you have a few. You definitely will. Especially if it's Dead by Daylight. Speaking of which, for the week in review, first thing that comes to my mind is that we've got some speculation on the announcement that the devs are trying to tease us with with Dead by Daylight. Yeah, they've uh, they put off doing the, uh, the live stream last week. Uh, I think because they said they were working on whatever this announcement was. Yeah, that's when they covering. teased it. Yeah, well, I think they teased it like a little earlier than that, oh. but this was the reasoning for them not doing it last week. Um, and I think they're supposed Did they say they're supposed to re- reveal it tomorrow? Uh, I don't think that they said exactly that they were supposed to be revealing it tomorrow, but they said that they were delaying the stream last week in preparation to announce something this week i believe is what i'm not exactly sure what they said i think that it will be at least mentioned briefly this week all right then i guess i'm going to look forward to watching the stream or yeah watching the stream tomorrow yeah i hope that they do and i'm it's probably going to be related to what the new killer is and they already said that it's not a a licensed killer so it's going to be an original it's going to be a new original killer which is cool because i mean as much as i love the licensing that they've done for the game with having Freddy and Michael Myers and them in the game. I think that the developers need to let their create creativity flow a little bit and show us what they got in terms of a, an original killer. We'll see what happens. I don't know what kind of concept really they're going to use for as kind of like the gimmick for this killer though. I'm not really sure. I'm not sure either. I know a lot of people, though, have been like wanting to see something like, uh, I guess, like the the crows, the animals, be like a little more useful uh, for the killers. So I think that would be interesting, but I'm not sure if that's the direction they're going in or not. That would be cool. We know what they're capable of because I thought that whenever Hag was released, I mean, her little gimmick was having the hex totems, and we know how much of a profound impact those had on the game since. One of the best killer perks there is is Hexruin. Everyone uses that one pretty much now if they've got it. And if they don't have it, they're trying to get it. So I think that they, I really hope that they come out with someone that has as much of an impact on the game as that did. But I can't really put my finger I'm trying to think of what they could actually do with that. Or do just what they could actually focus on with this upcoming killer I mean, shit. Just have just have somebody like crawl by a crow. Make whenever the crow yells, it'd be like a a trigger for the killer. Yeah, but isn't that similar to some of the survivor perks that they have already? There's a survivor perk, or not a survivor perk, but like spies from the shadows is a killer perk, right? Doesn't it kind of? Yeah, but my understand. Mm, I'm not sure. I'm not like I, I honestly haven't like used it because apparently nobody uses it. Yeah. But, you know, if it, if it was that good, people would be using it. So I, I can't imagine it's the same. But we'll see. Yeah, it's it's really up in the air right now. I can't really see or imagine what direction they're going to take with it. They, they There's not enough information right now to kind of determine where they're going to go with it. But I, I'm going to hold out and hope that they've got something really good in the pipeline for us. But hopefully... Yeah, same, same goes with uh, Huntress, like putting her hatchets in the closet where the survivors like to hide. That was that was a game changer, too. Yeah, I, I've got faith in them. I just don't know what they're going to do yet. We'll know by tomorrow. It might, it might not even be related to killers and survivors, either. It might be something completely different that we're just not even thinking of. Maybe that new emblem system that they've been talking about. Yeah, but I don't feel like the announcement would be like so shrouded in secrecy if it was something like that, because they've, they've been pretty open about that. Yeah. Oh well, I guess we'll see. Anyway, anyway, moving on. Um, hmm. You know much about the Atari box? Not at all. So it's supposed to be Atari's triumphant return into developing consoles, and there's been a lot of buzz about it because they announced, I think, uh, maybe a year ago, two years ago. It's within that span. They came out and said we're developing a brand new home video game console. 
we're back in the game, we're making a new console. And everyone was thinking they kind of were worried about what they were doing. Anyway, so the Atari box, you know, they came out, they said that they were going to release this new console, and people were kind of worried about if it was actually going to be good and worthwhile. So we've gotten a slow drip of information about it. They actually confirmed this week that it's going to be called the Atari VCS, which there's a couple of problems with that. First of all, there's already a console that's been called the VCS before, so don't know exactly what they're doing or thinking with that. Second, they were, there's a couple of other speculation about what this is actually going to be. So it's going to come with two controllers. One's going to be a pro controller. Another's going to be the retro controller. You, you look at the pro controller... And it looks, it's its the Xbox controller. That's what it is. It looks exactly like the Xbox 360 controller. Uh, and it's funny because if you go on their website and do a little bit of research, you can actually find some promotional images that show people using an Xbox 360 controller to play on the conceptual console. So you can tell that they definitely were at least amusing after the Xbox 360 controller for design. But I think that they mused over it a little bit too much and made it pretty much the exact same controller. So another thing, too, is it's going to be focused on, like, indie games. So my immediate thought is that this thing's just going to be another Ouya. Do you know what the Ouya is? Have you heard about that? I have not. Yeah, there's a reason why you haven't heard about it. Because it was a, it was a Kickstarter project. So, shocker, it was, like, massively funded was a huge deal. People were thinking it was going to change the state of gaming. It came out, and it was a flop. Like, it was terrible. It had a really bad controller. Reviews on it were lukewarm. Games weren't rolling out on it at a good rate. It was basically just an Android. It had the Android store on it, so it was like Android games were able to be played on it, but why do that when you could just play it on your phone? It could emulate older games, but once again, you could emulate those games on your phone, so... Anyway, it flopped, There's a so that's why you've never heard of it. So, this Atari VCS console, a little bit worried about it. Not sure. Uh, they, I really want Atari to be successful. I like Atari, but it's not looking good for this console. No, I, I, I'd honestly assumed that Atari was, like, defunct now. Like, I hadn't heard about them in so long that I just kind of assumed they were out of the game. They have been. They've been out of it for a while, but, yeah, they... They tried to announce their return into the console market, thinking that it was going to drum up a lot of hype, and it didn't have as strong of an effect as they desired, so I don't know. Well, <laughs> I guess we'll see. That I don't know. To me, that just kind of sounds... Nah. Mm-hmm. But... More power to them. We're kind of getting up here on time a little bit, so... Yeah, let's kind of rush through the rest of these updates. Yeah, the uh, God of War is being released next month, and there was some gameplay of the first three hours leaked earlier this week, and there's been a lot of talk about it. Uh, so it's been it's getting hyped up quite a bit. It's supposed to have some really. Yeah, I, I've seen I've seen equal equal parts uh, hype and sadness about it or negative outlook on it. Because the combat is not necessarily like the older God of War games. This is definitely shaping up to be more of like a reboot, like a hard reboot. So, somebody somebody pointed out, like, was I the last person to know that Kratos can't jump in this game? Like, to me, that's just amazing. Like, how how is Kratos, of all characters, not able to jump in a game? Uh, I'm not sure. It's going to have, like, a, a crafting system. It's going to have a skill tree system. I'm not going to discount the possibility of it being a solid game because it looks like a solid game. I think that it may, I just, I think that it's going mean, my, to. My, my feelings on this have always been like, it might legitimately be a solid game, but they should have done it with like, you know, another, th this should be like a new series rather than God of War. Like God of War has like its own style, its own following, blah, blah, blah. And this is completely devi deviating away from all of that, in my opinion. I mean, you're not wrong. I'm just, I'm going to get it, I, and I'm going to play it, and then I'll judge it once I play it. And I'll try to not base it off of the old trilogy. We'll see what happens. Judge, go and judge. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, what else? Fortnite Mobile came out last week. We talked about it in the last episode. Surprise, surprise. PUBG Mobile, for the United States at least, came out a couple days ago. I, 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 don't, I don't care. Let's move on. Yeah, well. Uh. <laughs> oh, hey, I do want to mention this, though. How much, and you don't know this, but how much money do you think Fortnite Mobile made in the first three days that it was released? You know, I already know that I'm going to be way the fuck off. I'm just going to go... 43 million. That's astronomically high. Alright, I was just I was just taking a guess. It was either going to be really high or lower than I expected. 11 million? No, it's lower than that. They made a million dollars in three days. That's... That's still pretty good. That's a lot <laughs> for a mobile game. I was just shooting for way the fuck over. For a mobile game, that is significant. But, yeah, just wanted to throw that in there. One of our, actually, never mind, not one of our, our favorite animated show, Rick and Morty, supposedly is not, there's not a se- season four being worked on right now. Yeah, I saw, I saw Dan, uh, Dan Harmon, Harmon, is that how you say it? Harmon, whatever. Harmon, Dan Harmon, I'm going JoJo right now. <laughs> Harmon! Dan, Dan Harmon, uh, yeah, he, he tweeted something, like, somebody was like, uh, Stop being an alcoholic, you lazy piece of shit, and give us Rick and Morty season four. And he's just like, yeah, it's kind of hard to to work on a season that hasn't been renewed yet. And everybody's like, wait, what? What the fuck's wrong with you, Adult Swim? Yeah, I, I saw. To that. me, that's that's shocking. Like, I thought that it had been renewed. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of shocked myself that Adult Swim didn't just advance or like pre-order 15 seasons of the show up front but I mean, that's that's like that's like sleeping on the simpsons like you you've got a fucking gold mine on your hands what are you doing uh yeah i mean i don't know no idea but we'll see what happens with that too galaxy s9 was released new phone people are pretty hyped up about it i mean i'm kind of partial to apple but i'm not going to discount the fact that it looks like a sweet piece of tech but other than that that fine fine piece of tech yeah it is very, very nice looking. Very, very nice. good. Very good. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we, we 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 can move on into our main topic while we're kind of wrapping up these updates. Because um, the subject for this week is crossovers. pop culture crossovers. Indeed, yeah. We kind of synchronized that pretty well, didn't we? Yeah, not too bad. Could have been better. I give it. I give it a six. I give it a three. All right, junk rat. So, we kind of were inspired for this topic based on the number of interesting crossovers that were announced recently. Well, not 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 necessarily like crossovers, but I, I guess like almost cameo appearances. Yeah, some of them. Like, yeah, yeah. I'd say that. So, we have speculation on three. I didn't, and one of them I don't know anything about. You were the one who put this one in and I didn't know about it. But apparently, Noctis is going to be in Tekken. When the heck was that announced? I've I've seen that for uh I can't remember like maybe a month ago is when I first heard about it which a lot of people were kind of like why Tekken that's like that's 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 not an appropriate like place to include him uh it was funny though because I think that like people were complaining like why why this he should be in like Soul Calibur and then surprise surprise Soul Soul Calibur announced a new game and. Geralt's gonna be in it from The Witcher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Goku. I didn't know about this. Uh, you, Goku's gonna be in Smash, the new Smash Brothers. Funimation teased that. Teased it. Okay, so it's not confirmed yet. No, but it's not. Implied. But since you know Funimation holds the rights to to Dragon Ball Z, they tweeted. They did a tweet earlier, a couple days ago, yesterday maybe. I'm not sure, but they said. Hey, uh, hey, Smash! When are you gonna let our boy Goku in on the action or whatever? And they photoshopped like Goku's silhouette and says like a new foe has entered the battlefield, like in the basic styling of Smash Brothers, like what they typically do with their character announcements. And so that's a heavy implication. Like they're interested in putting Goku in, so now it's really up to Nintendo on if they're gonna include him. But that's and God been- knows that they have the fans to like make it happen. It's been a long speculated like character that people have wanted. They've wanted Goku and Smash for years, so it's only a matter yeah, of time. I could see it happening. Yeah. I I mean, given what they've included in this previous Smash games, like they had Snake and 
in Brawl, and that was amazing. That was the first third party Snake character. Snake from uh, Metal Gear Solid. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> and he was a freaking awesome character. He was my favorite character to play in Brawl. It was amazing. But yeah. So, you know, with all of these being announced pretty recently, it's a good time to reflect on older crossovers or cameos or whatever you want to call it and look forward to new ones. Yeah, some that we like a lot, some that we want to see. Yeah. More or less. Yeah, and see like to me crossovers are interesting cuz they can they can either like really make or break um a game or a series or whatever. Like I remember when I was like a kid in the 90s fucking like the very first time that I ever saw anything like a crossover with Superman and Batman. I lost my shit. Like that was amazing to me. Um not quite as magical these days cuz there's so many different crossovers with so many different like characters and series, but um you know, when they do it right, they do it amazing. When they do it wrong, you're, you you just kind of have like a bitter taste in your mouth after the fact. Yeah, and you kind of touched on it, but crossovers they always generate a lot of hype. And I think that we kind of take it for granted now, given that superheroes, those are the first things I think of whenever you talk crossovers. And now that we've got... Justice League, Fantastic Four, Avengers, yeah, kinds of shit. And And now that superheroes are like in pop culture like crazy and Marvel movies make a ton of money and they're like some of the biggest grossing films produced... And now that, you know, they finally got to the point where they've developed the Marvel universe, the the cinematic universe where they're all kind of overlapping with each other. We kind of I think that people probably take crossovers for granted a little bit now since there are references made to like every Marvel superhero and every Marvel movie now because they've all had contact with each other at some point, pretty much. But like you were saying, whenever I was a kid growing up, whenever there was a crossover that was being announced, that was the hypest thing that there was because you were bringing together two more often like different fan bases. They were being meshed together and everyone was just hyping each other up from both sides. And it it was great. So, yeah. So I know I've recommended this to you before. I I can't recall if you've ever like, if you've ever read it or watched it, did you ever get into a, a manga called Bakuman? No, I did not, but you have highly recommended it to me on several occasions. I've, I've recommended it to you. It's uh, it's by the same author and illustrator of, of Death Note. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also, they've got a new series out now that I, the name escapes my tongue, but it it's it's, it's not bad. But anyway, Bakuman though. Um, so it's a manga about people that make manga. And one of the, uh, so they basically quote unquote battle each other with like the ratings that their manga gets and it's like really interesting it's really cool and the main uh the main rival to the protagonist um he's like you know the eccentric genius that like creates like phenomenal series and I mean, it almost doesn't even seem like he's trying like he's such a natural at it but he he gets really hyped about like their quote-unquote battles with each other and he's determined to kind of you know like make a splash like make a make a make a name for himself with uh with an event that happens so he's he's got his own series and then he's also the illustrator for another for another author's series and they end up doing a crossover uh in the manga about the manga <laughs> and it was it was like it's like inception like you're just like whoa what the hell's going on here where 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 did this come from and like everybody was blown away cuz like when you have that kind of and that's one thing that I really like about artists and authors and, and, you know, creative people. If you have the potential to do a crossover or have a collaboration with somebody, that shit can be amazing. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, people get really passionate about these crossovers. So it's obviously something that gives us, we've got a lot of material that we can work with in terms of stuff to talk about. And I think probably what we should i mean we got to start out with the ones that we really really like a lot and (laughs) or that are just well known i mean like i mean kingdom hearts is probably like the most successful example of a crossover and my favorite and your favorite (laughs) yeah and my favorite uh definitely successful and you know what's funny is it's a pairing that does not seem like it should work at all like not at all yeah 
Yeah, like back when I first heard about it, like when I knew nothing about what it was going to become, I just thought to myself, like, Final Fantasy and Disney? The hell? Have you heard the story about how this came to be? Mm, I'm guessing drugs were involved? No, no, it's it's far more, it's like a chance encounter sort of thing. It was like a Disney executive and a Square Enix executive were in an elevator at the same time. And one of them casually pitched to the other one that they should consider including their properties in a game. And it was just a casual mention of it. And then one of the execs, one of them was like, oh, that's a great idea. And they pitched it to their boss. And (laughs) it ended up actually gaining traction. And they ended up, Square and Disney ended up talking about it. And they're like, yeah, let's do this. And so they mixed their Final Fantasy characters with Disney characters and made the Kingdom Hearts series on a whim, thinking that it was a good idea, but not really sure if it was going to kick off with audiences. And it kicked off with audiences. It was phenomenal. And I thought it was magical yeah. as a kid. That's, that's crazy to me. I, you know, I still haven't really gotten into it, but it, it's, it's a game that I could see myself liking. I just, there's some things I got to get past first. Yeah, you, you, you got to swallow some stuff about the, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a little... It's a little weird to get used to if you're not a fan of Disney. And I know you're not, well, you kind of are, but... I mean, I like Disney, but like it's like a separate lore from Final Fantasy in my mind, so to combine the two is just like almost blasphemous to me. But, Tetsuya Nomura did a pretty good job of developing an original story. Well, maybe he was, he was the producer for the game, but whoever wrote the story did a pretty good job of writing it in a way that made sense to have Disney characters in there. It's a really, really convoluted story. Like, whoever made it must be some sort of crazy genius or something, because it does not... Yeah, and I, I, I know that we have, like, uh, like Kingdom Hearts obviously has a has an enormous following. So, you know, obviously it's got to be at least so good, to you know, to some degree. Um, whereas, you know, you take shit like, uh, like J-Stars, which I already bitched about earlier doesn't make fucking any sense with the story. You're just in it purely for the characters. Also, I, I've, I've been trying to get you to buy Dissidia for a while. Because, uh, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking terrible when it comes to brawlers. And uh, But Dissidia is like another example. Like The idea of a, like all these different Final Fantasy characters from the Final Fantasy like, universes coming together and doing something sounds amazing in theory. I'm not sure how many people actually like it. It's kind of one of those like kind of suspect because the story or yeah the fighting style you know different things about it. Um, it's got mixed reception. This, this new one especially has been received pretty. Yeah, the the new one's like prioritizing like three v three fights. I think. Yeah, and and like a lot of like the original Dissidia, uh players are pissed off about that. Yeah, it's kind of like what you said, though. It's a dream pairing of just being able to throw all of these Final Fantasy characters from different worlds together and just hypothetically seeing what would happen if you had them duke it out against each other. Yeah, and, you know, I don't I don't think most people play that for the story, to be honest, because no. they don't really consider it, like, canon as far as their favorite series are concerned. But it's sort still of just like a, to have this a massive fan service generator, yeah. really. But... Yeah, good that you tied those in. Kingdom Hearts, though, definitely, that's my favorite crossover. So whenever we thought about doing this topic, I just instantly like slammed that in. But there are some other ones that both of us have been pretty interested in seeing. And we we had talked about it for a long time prior. The one I'm talking about is Shin Megami Tensei crossed with Fire Emblem. Both of us, whenever we were in college together, had talked about wanting to see this happen. I mean, there was speculation that it was going to happen. But there was I think, I think they officially announced it before like either of us graduated, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they did, but we had been it was being teased for a while before then, and you and I had kind of fangirled about like the prospect of what that could bring us. And then it finally came out, and it definitely wasn't what I was expecting whenever we were talking about it, not what I was envisioning. You know, it came out it was totally Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh I mean That's a bad thing. 
<laughs> it's not a bad thing. It's just it's not what I think it could have turned out to be. It didn't live up to its potential, I don't think. It came out on the Wii U, first of all, which was a console that definitely wasn't the definition of success. Accessible. It wasn't accessible, and it could have sold better, I think, if it was offered on maybe... Even if, I mean, this is gonna sound bad, but like, even if it was on like the 3DS or the original Wii, I think it would have sold. Oh, I would have bought it if it was on 3DS. Yeah, because people were so confused with the Wii U about if it was an actual new console or like they were the naming confusion was a pro. Anyway, long story short, it was on the Wii U, which wasn't the best choice. It was named. It would have, to- it would have had to have been a Nintendo system though, right? Because Fire Emblems is, is that, that, that is that Nintendo property? Yeah, it like is. intellectually. It used okay. to be owned by Intelligent Systems. I think they still own it, but Intelligent Systems was a developer for Nintendo, so yeah, it's a Nintendo property. Mm. It's definitely a Nintendo property, but um, okay. it came out, it was this game called Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp, I think. It had like a hashtag <laughs> in it, so it was trendy. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, and it was really weird. It had like pop stars in it. It was pop stars that like summoned characters from sounds, Fire Emblem. That sounds more like a Persona game to me. It, it definitely trended more towards the Shin... Ah, well, actually, it had like the Shin Megami Tensei style of fighting with weaknesses and stuff, but you were summoning Fire Emblem characters like Marth, and, you know, you had like... Ugh. Yeah, it was, it was really weird. They, they were like, you're... I don't even freaking remember. I would have I preferred it if it's like Marth summoning, like, Demons from Shimigami Tensei. Nope, it's pop stars. All right, well, that's, uh, yeah, to me that sounds like a failed example of a crossover. Yeah, but it's one that the idea of it, the concept of it is amazing, but it went in such a weird direction for what they, the actual product was such a weird. Like, sometimes, though, I think you have to take it in a weird direction. I mean, like, you take, like, Super Smash Brothers. That's another hugely popular (laughs) crossover franchise. It's such a weird fucking, like, it's a weird conglomeration of, like, all these different characters and series that they somehow make work just because I think they just kind of throw caution to the wind and they don't, they don't have a fucking story as far as I'm, do they have a story? Or is it literally just fighting? Yeah, yeah they they did their hand. <laughs> they played their little hand on having a story, and yeah, I think it was in Brawl. There was this story mode called the Subspace Emissary, and you would play through, and it was like these weird scenarios where you'd play as characters like in at the same time in different parts of the world, going through, and that's how you unlocked your characters. It wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't by no means it was an actual amazing story, but. Given the fact that it's throwing together all of these characters, it had a pretty good justification for why they were being thrown together. And mm-hmm. it wasn't bad. I had fun playing through it with friends. So they, that's the only one. The the original Super Smash Brothers had like the story mode, but it wasn't really a story mode. It was like, it was like a Mortal Kombat story mode where you'd play through randomized fights up until you got to the final fight or whatever. But the fights were always the same. They never changed. You would always fight against, like, one... It was the same order of opponents, no matter who you played as in the original one. Mm. You would always end up fighting Master Hand at the end. You would always have to fight Metal Mario at, like, stage seven. It was like that. It wasn't a real story. So, but, like you said, it's a concept that's so... Whenever it came out, it's something that people would just be... It was it was risky. It doesn't seem like something that should work, but people people loved it. It's obviously a smash hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a big big phenomenon right now and generates some of the biggest hype out of any Nintendo game that ever comes out. I mean, it was announced for Switch and people are freaking out about it and wanting to just buy a Switch. So, yeah, it's yeah. And then, you know, we've Obviously, we've got like uh, Soul Calibur and Street Fighters and Heroes of the Storm, Marvel versus Capcom. You know, there's, there's like all these series that are that are trying to capitalize on this like kind of common idea of let's bring a bunch of characters that everybody knows and loves to get knows and loves together, and you know try to create some magic. Mm-hmm. But you know how how many of these series like have actually been able to like successfully 
capture that spark that like the fans the diehard fans like just gush over yeah definitely i'd say definitely super smash brothers did that uh kingdom hearts and kingdom hearts did that Mm, i'm not really sure none of these other ones that i'm thinking of really did that though i don't think i mean they definitely served a certain audience but i don't think that they were enough to cause it it, it becomes a phenomenon like after it like transcends those audiences and captures a new audience yeah like you know you you take you take kingdom hearts like you got disney fans you got final fantasy fans there's tons of people that play kingdom hearts that like aren't especially into either of them probably Mm -hmm. so yeah it creates its own so niche yeah so i mean i guess with that being said is there any crossovers that you want to see in the future see so you know you've got like two different kind of crossovers you've got the crossovers that make sense and you've got the really weird ass crossovers (laughs) that can either be like amazing or terrible like I, I guess Smash Brothers kind of makes sense because it's like a bunch of Nintendo characters together. Um, Kingdom Hearts like doesn't make sense because it's like two very different mediums, uh, fucking Final Fantasy and Disney. But you know they can still work regardless. For me, like the ones that make sense uh, that I would like to see, I, I would love to see Jack and Daxter meets Ratchet and Clank. Ooh. Like that was that was that was like the immediate one that comes to mind if I think of like a video game crossover that I would love to see happen. That would be awesome. Yeah. Like to me, that that one just makes a lot of sense. Also, uh, Devil May Cry and uh, Bayonetta, or even Devil May Cry and Castlevania. Like th- those, to me, those also make a lot of sense. Um, and not, I don't personally know a lot about Bayonetta, but you know, she kind of strikes me as very similar to Dante, except like you know, a little more sex appeal going for. Yeah, and both of those, both of those have like they're similar the fighting is addictive they've got like a style system based on how much you switch up your fighting like i could i would i would pay to see a devil may cry and bayonetta crossover i think that yeah that would be solid. They're, they're very stylistic badass series mm-hmm. is kind of what it comes down to yeah for sure so yeah what what about you what, what would you like to see uh the first that one makes that, sense okay so the first one that popped into my head whenever i thought about this was like a crash bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon crossover because yeah those were the those were so popular whenever I was growing up I loved Crash Bandicoot that was the first video game I ever played and Spyro was shortly after that so yeah I've I've got a soft spot for uh I guess kind of like iconic video game like mascot character type uh crossovers um you know Crash Spyro Sonic Mario like I don't know which of these would go together best, but to have like any of them as a crossover would be pretty cool, I think. You know what blows my mind is that they've crossed over Sonic and Mario, but it's have for... Have they? Yes, and it's for the weirdest thing. They cr- It's like Sonic and Mario at the Olympic Games. That's a legitimate crossover. Really? Yes. It's, it's a real thing, and I don't know what the reception on it was. I was actually looking into it at one point just because I was curious how the heck that was a thing. And, I mean, it wasn't especially amazing. Like, people weren't gushing over it. But just the fact that you had Mario and Sonic and their respective crews in the same game, mm-hmm. it was, it's weird. Uh, I don't think it really was successful, but they still make those games. I mean, there was one for the Wii. There was one for the 3DS. Pretty sure there was one for the really? Wii U. Yeah. So. That kind of blows my mind. I might have to look into that a little mm-hmm. bit more. Another one that came into my mind whenever I was thinking of what I wanted to see was like a Tomb Raider cross with Uncharted because Tomb Raider was one of the first games that I played whenever I grew up too, or rather I watched my father play uh, Tomb Raider when I was growing up and thought it was cool. He loved those games. And Uncharted, I just recently, I'd say within the past couple of years, have played an Uncharted game. I played the second one. And it's like an Indiana Jones feeling sort of adventure. Very awesome. Yeah, it's kind of perception I always had of it. It it just seems like they could work with Tomb Raider. Those things could work. I think that they could, it'd be super solid. I would love to see that. And I mean, they're similar concepts, so I don't see why it wouldn't work. True. And uh, (laughs) we we kind of jokingly threw this in, but Dead by Daylight with Friday the 13th. (laughs) Yeah. Just so that we wouldn't have to worry about the licensing of Jason. We could just have them all in one game. (laughs) (laughs) 
And you, you, you played Friday the 13th, right? What was, what was your thought it's on garbage. that? It's garbage. It's garbage. That was the end of that story. Next. It really is All bad. Right. No, it's really bad. It's, <laughs> it's so janky. And I think that they were trying to capitalize on the 80s horror cheesiness. You know, you've got like the, the 80s music and you've got like the 80s characters. I mean, it's just... It's Somebody too in the, the background going, what's that? It's just, it's too over the top. I couldn't take it seriously. I was told whenever I got the game, I didn't buy it, but I borrowed it from someone. It'll make you laugh. Yeah, they told me, this game is not gonna, like, Dead by Daylight is something that can make you scared in the beginning, but Friday the 13th never makes you scared. It makes you laugh consistently, <laughs> all the time, and that is very true. So. See, that's funny to me. I guess Dead by Daylight is in itself kind of like a crossover series. Like, I wouldn't say it's like at the point of being critically acclaimed just because it's like, I don't think you would qualify it as like a triple A game. But, you know, it's still basically a crossover game considering that you have like survivors and killers from these like licensed uh, franchises. Um, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Saw, Cha- uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. And I know I'm forgetting at least one person right now. Oh, Halloween. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I might be in the minority on this, but I would love to see them including some copyright killers from uh, like that aren't just from the movies, like not just the classics, but like, you know, t- take take the psycho from Until Dawn or Dexter Morgan from the series Dexter, you know, ha- having some shit like that would be amazing, in my opinion. Yeah. But, I'm not sure if that's something that uh, the behavior is considering or not. It'd be cool keep, if they were. Every, every time they do a live stream, I try to I try to spam that and hope in the hopes that they'll like see it and reply. But so far, they haven't. Maybe yeah. next time. Keep trying, kid. You're gonna <laughs> go far. I, I'm glad you mentioned that though. Dead by Daylight in and of itself is a crossover game, and I'd be lying to you if I told you I wasn't extremely giddy whenever I saw that there were. You had Leatherface, you had Freddy, you had Michael Myers. When I saw that they were in that game, I was just like, that's Absolutely. amazing. I was like, that is so cool that they did that. And I think, like, whenever Cat was, like, trying to encourage us to get it, like, that was my main, uh, like, I didn't, I wasn't aware of this going in. Like, I just knew that it was like, oh, you are a killer and you hook people. I don't get that. Yeah. Um. But then, like, once I actually found out that there were, like, these licensed killers and a lot of pretty good unlicensed killers. I was like, "Whoa, all right, I'm hooked." It's cool. <laughs> ah, man, ah, yeah. this is an We're episode all the of dad jokes puns. Tonight. <laughs> it's great. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I was skeptical of it too, but I'm glad that we heeded her advice because it is. It's an amazing game. I love it. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, it's shitty, a great shitty internet connection aside. It's uh, one of the more enjoyable guilty pleasures in my. On my console. Indeed. So, hmm. Uh, what else? I kind of jokingly mentioned Overwatch crossed with Team Fortress 2. <laughs> because, really, they're the exact same. I mean, I'm probably going to get flamed for that, but it's a classic, <laughs> class-based shooter. Team Fortress 2, I put more than 300 or 400 hours into really? loved it. Yeah, I, and I was on PC. That was probably my most played PC game. <laughs> i know i know cat's cat's boyfriend would laugh if, if, um, at this suggestion what about overwatch cross with dota <laughs> just for him we threw that in just, just for, for him. him yeah if you're watching or listening or yeah listening. <laughs> yeah hopefully he's listening so i think that well another one that i just thought of too so witcher one of my favorite series plus game of thrones that's such a weird combination, but I think that it could work. I really think it could work, just because... Absolutely. They're kind of, sort of, similar... I mean, similar atmospheres. And Game they've of got Thrones... The, they've got the magic, they've got the warriors, they've got the hardcore nudity. You know, they've got everything. Yeah, now that you mention it, the nudity the nudity really sealed the deal. They are very similar. Oh yeah, you've got to have the nudity in both. <laughs> That's the important part. We're For any crossover. right now. For any crossover, including Persona and Pokemon, there's got to be nudity. (laughs) All crossover. (laughs) Persona and Pokemon, that would be, like, I just love the idea, though, of having, like, uh, you know, this badass protagonist, Persona! And then all of a sudden you hear a little Pikachu, like, when it fucking pops up. I wonder, I don't know, I'd pay for it. (laughs) 
I mean, yeah, I would I would definitely pay for it. I don't know if I would like it, but <laughs> I would still pay for it. Yeah. Shut up and take my money. It's a good, I mean, yeah, it's two of our favorite series, so of course we would buy it. And I don't know, the direction Pokemon's been going in lately, like, they, they, they need they need to... <laughs> they need a fresh direction. Together. They do. Need to take it to the dark side a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. But... Yeah, yeah, I mean, all the people that grew up on Pokemon are, are grown-ass adults now. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we are. So, that was a solid crossover episode. This yeah, now, you know, this, it would have been really special if we could have, like, brought in, like, another another host from, like, another podcast. Or something. You know, we didn't really plan this very well, did we? <laughs> Maybe I'll surprise you. <laughs> Maybe I'll surprise you in the outro. <laughs> like I did last week. <laughs> last we were we were listening like Kat and I were listening to the to the podcast after after we finished last week's episode and we were just like, Oh my god, he actually threw in some bohemian throat swaddling. For sure. Or was it Mongolian throat swaddling? It was swaddling of a sort. Don't get don't dig into the semantics, you know? Alright. What matters is I included swaddling, and you enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, you know what? 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 What man wouldn't enjoy a little bit of swaddling? I'm glad you see it my way. I sure do. So, speaking of outros, that brings us to da 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 da. The name of shame. And 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 and, and the phrase, phrase of praise. <laughs> There's going to be some modicum of consistency with this in the future, but we're just... Well, we're going, to, we're going to just keep being dumbasses whenever we announce it. No, I'm just going to keep doing little humdiddlies to announce them, and eventually one will... Humdiddly? Humdiddly. Yee-yee. Uh, so, now that I've got my magic ink prepared, I can actually reveal our name of shame. So, this week... Your, your fucking magic ink. Jesus. <laughs> Since since the listeners can't see, in our little document, I, I wrote the name of shame in white ink Ooh. that goes against a white background, so he wouldn't be able to tell what it was, because he it's, doesn't... It's not really ink, though. It's font. Text. Typography. Te- text. Color. Yes. The yeah. week, the name of shame for this week, for the week of March 22nd, is Tronald Dump. <laughs> I was quite happy I whenever I encountered this name. <laughs> Did we encounter it? I feel like we just made it It was an Overwatch up. name. Are you shitting me? Wait a minute. No, I think I made it up. I'm... No, we both made it up. <laughs> I don't remember. I think I was trying to write a story, and I was trying to write some variation of... of, of uh... Well, I'm not going to say it, because I feel like it's copyrighted if I'm trying to make it into a story. But yeah, I was trying to come up with... <laughs> Trying to come up with uh, with a good knockoff oh, name. Oh, I remember the context for this. I was telling you about how... Remember when I was telling you that about Sherlock Holmes? And how someone wrote a parody <laughs> version of Sherlock Holmes? And it was, oh, Herlo- yeah. it was Herlock Holmes or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I was like, we could try that with the multiple names or something. And I was like, Toronto Duff. I think even like Persona Five has like a little history lesson where they point that out and they're like, "Oh, but it wasn't copyright infringement. It was, uh, it was paying homage." Yeah, yeah. There, I remember now. It was uh, with Arsian Arsian Lupin or whatever. Yeah, it was. Yeah. See, we learn shit from video games too. That's great. Yeah, learn a lot. And maybe I'll have the next Herlock Sholmes. <laughs> You could only hope. I can only hope. Tronald Dump. Tronald you're, Dump. You're mine. Name of shame. And for the phrase of praise, we have Shiver Me Timbers. God. <laughs> I feel like those should have been reversed. I feel like that should have brought you shame. Yeah, it did bring me shame, but dishonor I Dishonor have... on you, dishonor on your family, dishonor on your cow. Oh, that hurts. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it gave me an this excuse. This is a sad story. <laughs> Two whiskeys. <laughs> gave me an excuse to do my pirate exit. 
Come on, man. Uh, you know, I, you don't need an excuse. You just fucking do it. Okay. Well, YOLO. That was our that was that was our closing for the week. This was a nice little nice little episode. It was fun. I liked it. You liked it. The world likes it. <laughs> I hope. I mean, we can't really tell. We don't. Do we have a, Do we have any fucking listeners? Like, are you out there anywhere? Reach out to us at contact at podshodge.net, please. <laughs> we need to know we, you're there. We, is anybody out there? Hello? Darkness, my old friend. <laughs> With that, I officially declare this the end of show numero five. Numero five? Numero five. Numero cinco? Yes. You gotta be consistent, bitch. Indeed. I'm sorry. So, we're glad you listened. We'll see you next week. Deuces. See ya.